Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, we're back at it again. George T and I chopping it up today, discussing some of the recent events that have taken place on Facebook. We talk about Frenchie's Bug going up for sale for a cool 65K. What makes a car worth that kind of money? We both give our opinions on the value of the car. And we also talk about what makes a car valuable to some degree while we do a little bit of Facebook Live this week, as well as we discuss some other internet uh, traps you guys ought to look out for. Tips on what makes a car worth the money, at least in our opinion, what what types of things make those cars worth what people are asking. So uh, we're getting into it this week with George T and I. Now let's do some shout outs for some people that supported the podcast. I first got to give a shout out to my boy, Dave Gruntvig. Dave Gruntvig, this is the new mic he sent me. He's my dog up in Illinois, a uh, fan of the podcast and an audio guy to boot. So I'm going to make him the official audio engineer of Let's Talk Dub. So the reason it sounds better is because of my guy, Dave Gruntvig in Illinois. So if you guys know Dave, you're lucky to know him. But he supports the podcast as well as let's have a shout out for James Woody out of Nashville, Tennessee for picking up some merch. Tom Slider also from Laramie, Wyoming from grabbing some merch. And also Jason Poifer out of Las Vegas, Nevada, man. These are the people that support the podcast and I appreciate you guys. Now, these guys did five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So on Apple Podcasts, Rockadub65 says, Bill, great job with the podcast. Love all the info you're bringing to the table. Best way to get the VW fix. That's Rockadub65 on Instagram. Uh, BugEyes113 says, bugging out with VW information. My dad and I were driving home from a bug palooza. Listen to your broadcast, which caught my attention on the sh- on Shockwave, the show car from the 80s that reminded me of my dad's car, also in VW Trends, which I found inspirational for my own journey in VW. So appreciate the shout outs, guys, the five stars. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll give you guys a shout out. Well, we got some news from Feedspot, which they track some of the podcasts, and the number one VW podcast that's out there today is Let's Talk Dub. So that's the number one Volkswagen podcast that's on the airwaves, and that's because of you guys, the listeners, and I appreciate you guys for doing that with us. Now we got some listener emails. This listener email is from Dane Hurd. Dane Hurd says, I've got a very hard decision to make and need V-Dub nerds help on this. For 500 bucks, I get to pick one of two from a family friend. Both have been sitting in a backyard for years and both need work. I can pick a 65 square back, clean body, but the trans pops out of gear or a 70 fastback with some rust on the rocker panel and a dent behind the driver's door. Trans and engine were in good shape before it was parked. I love squarebacks more than fastbacks, but the fastback could get running quicker. I grew up with VWs, but this will be my first one. Well, my personal opinion, if those two cars were my choice to have, I'd go with the 65 squareback based on scarcity. Early squarebacks are more rare than late model fastbacks. Uh, also, it's a little more palatable for uh, the, the the old schoolers, and uh, you know it's an early style, so I like the slope nose a little bit better than the uh, sharp nose on the late model. But you know the decision is yours. But if you're asking for my opinion, I say go for the 65 all the way, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. If you guys got any dilemmas or questions or things like that you want some help with or some VW advice, shoot me an email at bill at letstalkdubs.com or hit us up through the website, which I just redid some stuff on the front of the website. Shout out to my boy Bob Daniels for uh, doing the little bit of cover art that's there, and uh, we've done a little bit of revamping over there. 
But if you guys got any questions or anything uh, that you need VW related, feel free to give me a shout out. Give me, send me an email and we'll get your question read and answered on the podcast. So if it's technical, we need George's help. That's fine. If it's all about looks and style, <laughs> we know who that goes to. Ah, style points, George. But anyway, we'll get on with it this week, guys. A little bit of a roundtable with just me and my boy George going over uh, the thrashings of the internet cars for sale and everybody's opinion on this week's Let's Talk Dubs. Make sure you guys listen out when we go live on Facebook. We get some good interaction with uh, a lot of people in the VW scene that happen to be uh, jumping on there. And so what I'm going to do, if you guys want to shoot me a DM, an email, or message me through the Facebook page, let me know what day works best for you guys that we might do. Uh, I'd like to do a monthly live stream. So we're going to try to get something set up that works. And I don't know if uh, weeknights are better in the evenings uh, or afternoon, middays or whatever. But give me some feedback on that. I may put a poll up on the Let's Talk Dubs group. If you haven't joined, go to Let's Talk Dubs Facebook and join the group. And we'll throw some of that stuff out there. But uh, without any further ado, guys, let's get into it this week. Bill and George on Let's Talk Dubs. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around the house. The 1974 Volkswagen, covered by VW Motor Security Blanket. Bill T over here. Welcome to uh, this episode of Let's Talk Dubs. George T. So we been, we were talking last week about getting into some uh, some of the. I'm gonna get my mic some volume yours a little bit too. Get into some of the stuff that we saw last week on the uh, podcast or on Facebook last week on the. I think it was the the Samba right the Samba page. <laughs> the Samba page last week. Uh, I think Frenchie had his car up there for sale, and people went ballistic i think there was over a, a, i looked for it and i couldn't find it there was over a thousand comments and he may have pulled it down i, I hope i took some screenshots of that because after you told me about it i went looking for it and i couldn't find it but uh yeah it was uh it was pretty intense i mean he was on there it was on there for like a day and within a day let's see here i'm gonna do you i get you me on here and you on here and we're gonna go Send that out. So what's up, everybody, if you guys are out there checking us out? Right now, we're just checking it out and seeing if this live setup works as we're recording the podcast. So um, last week, we talked about, uh, well, this week, we're talking about some of the Samba ads. <laughs> and there was uh, there was an ad last week that, so I don't know if you saw it. but it was two weeks ago. But for Frenchie's car, that was, uh, he put it up for sale. And that car, it's, on, it's a cover car for Hot VW's magazine. Matter of fact, I think it's. It might be in that stack of mags right there, but it was on there and it created quite a bit of controversy because I think mostly because of the, uh, the price, right? And interestingly, you no, know, from my understanding, the Samba VW show by sell group is not affiliated with the Samba, the website. Really? That's my understanding that I've heard from, uh, some ever has nothing to do with that. That's my understanding is that this hmm. is someone else just set it up and set the name up. Um, and I found that quite interesting and I, and I kind of want to talk about some things for sale. One of the things that I did notice, um, about two weeks ago, somebody posted a, uh, the, the about time Inc, uh, oil fill adapter. Yeah. And when they posted that, 
um, it was like a three hundred bucks. Yeah, three hundred dollars. That's insanity. There's buckets of it over, but you want yeah, <laughs> that's buckets what, of so, them. So for those of you guys that don't They're not know, rare by the way. Yeah, the About Time Ink uh, oil fill adapter takes your oil fill piece from forty five degrees and then it rotates it up to being uh, rotates it up to being at a ninety degree angle from the crankcase and you're able to pour your oil right down in there without having too much of an issue. And so with that thing being uh, 300 bucks, I just was kind of blown away because we, we used to get them all the time here, especially go to the junkyard and stuff because yeah. they were made They're here in Las Nevada. Vegas. And seeing them for 300 bucks, some guy was like, yeah, 300 bucks. And then Justin, Justin posts up on there. He says, well, uh, if those are worth all that kind of money, he says, I've got uh, a ton of them for sale. So he had uh, quite a bit of them available. And I told him, I said, well, make sure you make sure you save me one, Justin, you know, because I wanted to get in on the on that gold. On the Bitcoin VW products. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I'm just trying to as we're as we're talking, I'm kind of messing around with this thing, taking a look at how I can. Uh, Don't forget our Insta handles and all that cool stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I got all that. I got all that. Um, and I've got your name. So let me go, George. Let's just do a solo on you, George. And let me see here. And George will now put you in the screen and I'll hit your little tag with your name and everything on there, George. And at the wagon, if you guys want to follow George T. George, what has your week been looking like over there at the shop? Another week of doing, dealing with inferior aftermarket products. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much it. Um, well, I mean, you're still, uh, still struggling with that. It doesn't matter where you're getting it from. Yeah, it's just crap. It, you're it just getting crap every day. Doesn't matter who's. This sump delivered. With mm-hmm. the expedited shipping was $189. Sorry for scratching my eye, people. I'm tired. But $189 shipped to my shop. For a sump? For a sump. <clears throat> what type and of sump is it? Like a three-quart? CB thin line. The one that's the same size as the case, not the oversized two-quart one, which I prefer the oversized two-quart. They were out of stock on it. Right. And just typical stuff. I got a laptop, a mating service, and all that malarkey. Then it's going on to a 40-horse motor. The pickup tube is smaller, but I got past that as well. Just everything. So was it, so you were fabbing it to fit on a forty horse motor, and then yeah, and then machining the the sump, the actual plate, with the drain hole in it, because it's silly they don't give that to you. And anybody who's ever changed one of those large CB ones, it's pretty pretty much a waterfall when you loosen it. You know, if you don't actually oh, put a drain, it hole. it doesn't no. have a drain. No, I machine one into it. How are you supposed to change oil? Take the whole plate off, and I I get their understanding because even VW did that after a while in the seventies. You didn't have drain plugs on the engines anymore, so right, guys were forced. Plate to drop the screen down and inspect clean. the screen, make sure it's clean. And I'm assuming that's what their, their thinking is behind it. But my problem with it is it's a mess to undo. So we, we machine it. I usually use the Magex JC ones, which are far superior. They're all O-ring. They're super dope. But, uh, yeah, we just got the, I mean, this one came with the sump, but when you already got $189 and that one sump, you don't want to go buy another. I think the JC Magex thing is like 45, 50 bucks, you know? Yeah. Worth it. It's awesome. But now the customer would have 200 and something dollars into this sump and we haven't even installed it yet, you know? Well, yeah. And you hear all the goodness I just dealt with. I don't do that for free, you know? No, 100%. Somebody, somebody's paying for it. 100%. Know? 100%. Let me see if I can search this on here. And maybe the uh, ad got taken down. So it could have been. Frenchies or the <laughs> about time one? Well, Fr- Frenchy, uh, Frenchie's ad. I think a lot of people's problem when you're dealing with an ad like that not many people realize what it takes to build super high-level cars. 
right Re- regardless if it's stock it takes just as much work to make it pretty stock as it does do custom obviously custom you just you add a lot more steps to the mix but to build a stock suspension completely restored and especially for a buddy hill paint job on it so you know it's beautiful everywhere right you know you would be 60 65 to a hundred thousand dollars in that bill depending on how much you do yourself you know right well and that's that's part of the thing you know um so it looks like maybe he yeah no it's a thousand comments on here so and i talked about this last week because this this went so for reference tell people so the like is there so the, ad number or a yeah name no, for well it or? no it just says it says i'm selling my newly done 66 cal looker cover issue of hot vw's magazines no shortcut were taken to build this vw body and paint was done by buddy hale from type one restoration in tempe Ninety uh, percent of these parts to build the car were from Molesburg West, asking sixty five thousand or best offer. Thanks if interested. Email me, uh, you know, and Frenchie leaves his email address, right? So, huh, so there, <laughs> there, there's a thousand comments on this thing. So it's it's pretty hilarious because um, you know there's there's all different types, right? Different different angles people are taking at every move. And uh, right here at about comment number uh, 800, I said, uh, wait, what did I miss? Interesting. In- insert shameless plug for my podcast here. And then I put the round table. We talked about buying VWs. Yeah. And what we talked about in that respect was like buying, spending the money, getting what you believe that it's worth. And then, you know, it doesn't make sense to buy it or build it or, or whatever you have, you know. So um, going on this right here, it's insane to see all the stuff that people are posting on here. And it, and it, and and the comments run from like, yeah, man, it's worth every cent to like, you're ruining the market. Yeah. You know, you're the reason why we can't afford things anymore. That's definitely not ruining the market. If that gentleman gets that money for that vehicle, it only helps the market out. And I get it when people say like, oh, the price is going too high, and the average Joe can't get them. The average Joe can't buy them anyways. Give me my water. I'll take my water since I don't. Because everybody's tired of hearing this on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's tired, including of me, guys. <laughs> don't worry, I rip them apart every time I hear bad audio in this. So I saw Matt Jackson's on and uh, Gregory Hobson. What's up, fellas? I uh, appreciate you guys checking it out. We're like I said, we're just th- there was no announcement, no build up. We're just running it. We're just running it live. So, um, but we're uh, that's what we're kind of discussing right now is is some of the aspects that people have with uh, getting this. And my boy Bob Shamus on here, he's he's he gets mad at a lot of stuff. Yeah, I noticed that, Bobby. If you're listening out there. <laughs> But, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's definitely a lot of interesting comments on here. And maybe I just wanted to review a couple of comments and just get some, some takes on there because, you know, what, you know, it starts out where everybody's, I think when you first post it, there's like no, you know, no, uh, no price at first. And then I think he adds a price. And then when he puts the price, he wants $65,000. What's... I'll, I'll take your take and then you'll take my take. And so what's your, what's your take on that? I mean, obviously we saw the car in the magazine. Everybody's losing their mind because it, I, I think in the my reason, opinion, uh-huh. it's an unrealistic number for a type one, unless it was and and I don't even think if, if it was like a split rag, something of that rarity, right. I would say that, okay, he's got a chance of getting that. But in my opinion, I don't think he has a chance of getting that. And it would it would have to be a very specific buyer to purchase that for that cost. That wants that year and wants that car. Yeah. Well, it's, so there's a couple things here, right? So, you know, with cars built by a cert, a specific individual, 
if there's a certain way, in other words, like a uh, raw welt, the guy that builds the fat flared fender nine elevens. And, uh, he's a Japanese dude who just like literally takes like a saw cuts off the fender, does a bunch of funky stuff and then builds the car out. That guy started out people kind of mocking that guy. Right. And then now people pay him big money for him to fly from Japan, come yeah. to your place mod your car, do the super stretch wide fenders, all the stuff. And so these cars are like, he's doing a very particular job for these a cars are particular like group of people over the top. And he, he kind of commands a price. I don't really know what he charges, but I don't think it's like, I don't, I don't know. So I won't even he's say like whether he's like the Liam doing wheel wells. He's a Lee. very particular skill set. <laughs> is there a kidnapping in this movie or yeah. something like that? Because that's all I see Liam Neeson. It's like the same movie, different title, but it's pretty brutal. Some of the people put, putting stuff on here. There's a, they started out with a magazine ads, 45,000 to the price. Wow. And then someone says, once again, VW prices are going crazy. That 23 window bus just sold at Barrett Jackson for 210,000. I believe it's VW dollars, people, not Porsche dollars, fool's gold people. And then someone says, uh, but still way out of hand for 210 for a bus. Now the bug will try for 60, uh, 60 plus K for theirs. Uh, more proof cost to build and market value are two different things. <coughs> so I will agree with that statement because the cost to build it, most of my customers, when they ask, you know, what's it going to be worth when it's done? Nowhere near what you put into it. You know, unfortunately, if you've got a bus, that's a different story. But when you talk about a, a type one beetle, <laughs> there's not a good chance they're going to get every penny out of it. Thing. Few and far between can hold that value. I mean, look at what William Feshering picked up out of that split window. Jeez, I'm dying. I Choke. mean, I think he has... <coughs> Choking on these comments. I think he has 36 <coughs> into transport and everything to get that car here. The and Gia, it's a the, the finish black show car. Well, people don't finish. know the... No, but no, but no. people don't know the... The split window. The, the split, split window. window. Uh, what did he pay DBK for that car? car. I, think four, I think 36. Uh, I'm not sure if it's DBK car. I'm not sure if it's DBK car, but I know the car you're talking about. It was like a cream white split out of, yeah. the, out of Northern California. It had, you'll remember the car if you guys are listening. You guys will remember the car because this particular car had scat seats in it that were, they were upholstered with the original split fabric. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was that. And then I think William, did he pull the scat seats out and put the stock seats back in or he just left those seats in there? I can't remember. But anyway, that Regardless, car. a super clean car. Yeah. Super that, clean. I was underneath it the other day. And yeah. it's. There's no question. It's, it's a, nice a really car. nice build. And that split window, he's into that thing. Would you say he ended up getting it for I like 50? 30, 36. No. Oh. No. Uh, really? Maybe 42. Maybe 42. I think somewhere in that area. Let's just say he's at 50 grand yeah. for a split window. A finished split window. Couldn't build it for that. <clears throat> Couldn't build what he has there because it's got a big two-liter motor. It's got a built gearbox, forward disc brakes, with Will Woods all the way around. Like <clears throat> I'm dying. Oh, this is weird. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I got going on over here, but I'm choking to death. So... um. So I'm looking at, you know, when we're talking about a car like this, this particular car was a 66. Um, it was, uh, I don't know what the color is. I'm not a big stock color guy, so I don't know if it's horizon blue. So it's a 66, so it's considered in my book right. a big window. It's my turn. It's my beetle. turn. It's my turn. <laughs> but, so what, that value is basically he's looking at what he has into it or possibly prospecting going, well, if those buses are going for X amount, I think I could get this amount. And I and so I'm looking at it, asking myself like what would be like okay, sixty grand is a big number. Is it a clean car? I'm sure it's a very clean car. Yeah. There's a couple things going for it. When cars start to reach a certain level, 
there's the provenance that comes with the car because of what it is. In other words, if we're talking Rod Buster, right? So Rod Buster, he's asking, he's got half a million and he says, if somebody hits his price, if I had to guess where his price is, it's probably north of 400 for that car. But the reality is you, what you, what are you buying when you buy that car? Yeah. You're buying a piece of history. You're buying a car that is the only one ever built like this. And if you have the discretionary income to buy that vehicle, then it's worth it for you, but you always have, uh, you you always end up having um, a car that is one of one. It's a benchmark vehicle that kind of set a statement in the VW scene, and there's that provenance. Like the car, the, the I don't want to bring up the red. I don't want to bring up my cars, but I will. The red, the red chop rag out front, right, or the, that I picked up. That car, I got a good value in that car. To let everybody know, uh, I think I paid sixteen thousand for the car. Now, when I bought it, <clears throat> it was sight unseen. I called the owner. He said he was firm on the price, sixteen thousand bucks for a sixty-five bug. And then you start going through, and and it was kind of like when I talked to the guy, he was like, "It doesn't run." You know, this is this is what it, this is what it's about. This is yeah, choking on these comments, right, Tabar? <clears throat> Jeez. And so with buying that car, I bought it. I essentially bought it side unseen and I said, you know what? I want the car because I want that particular car for what it is. And then we started talking and then there was some negotiation about with BRMs without the BRMs. And I thought like at the time I'm buying, I'm like, I don't really need that. I mean, it's a cool car to have. And then my first thought with it was, I don't really want the real BRMs because if I got the real BRMs, it's a whole hassle. And it's like, you got to really worry about things and all that kind of stuff. And you know me, careless will over here, careless Willie. I don't care. I'm just like, I want to drive my car. Right. So I negotiated with him. He says the motor's been redone, but things haven't been gone through. And we got it. There was clearly some neglect on the vehicle. But when we started negotiating and I said, <clears throat> I said to him, well, he says, I have a friend that might want the BRMs. And I said, um, at that price. So I with- said, well, that's what I said. I said, he says, what would you give me for the car without the BRMs? I said, I'll give you 10 grand for the car without BRMs. Now, 10 grand for a 65 bug that was painted you know, even if it was painted sooner than that, the car was built, you know. F- it's a very dated vehicle. Back in the very 80s. Very specific to a time. And at the time that those cars were built, they were built to a, a level that's well below the way cars are built today. Way lower, yeah. Yeah, so for me, buying that car, making that decision, but now where do I feel I'm at? Like if somebody wanted to buy that car for me, now we've gone through, detailed some stuff on it. I'm still vacillating back and forth on switching the motor and putting the, I have a hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Matt Jackson bought a Corvair. I have a hundred percent Gene Berg built motor or not. I don't want to say, I don't want to say built, but Gene Berg parts, all of it. I have all the receipts. It's pretty much brand new. It's a six, it's an 1800. I've got that motor that would put in that car and that would make it more period. Correct. In my opinion, putting that engine in that car boosts the value way up just because now you're looking at a period car that is the best you could buy in that period, like buying better than what the, than what the builder had in it. So that car, like that car, is not leaving my hands. I I, I don't I don't want to sell. Like I, I like the car, and if somebody wanted that car, they'd think I was crazy because I would say I would say I want uh, I'd want to get fifty grand for that car. If the Berg motors in it, it's fifty grand for that car. Why is it fifty grand? Because I don't want to sell it. That's why it's fifty grand. Do I believe it's worth fifty grand? Uh, if you want it, if you want to own it besides me, that's what it'll cost you. But do, do I think someone would pay it? No. Doubt it. <coughs> so, and then uh, my boy, Adam Powell, shout out to Adam Powell, the guy who's in Arizona now. 
Um, Adam, you can buy the Squareback. This my Squareback. I was actually thinking about this today. My Squareback is available for sale for fifteen thousand dollars. I think fifteen thousand dollars is a good price in that car. It could use a fresh motor in it. It's got a sixteen hundred. Sure. It, it runs. It's got all the stuff. So if you got a long block of any size, you swap it out. You got yourself a nice little dialed ride, four wheel disc brakes. You get the whole shot. Um, it's a I good think, solid car. Just the motor's always been the weak link of it. Yeah, I think that'd be a good buy. So uh, Adam, you at the square back. It's fifteen uh, k. So uh, come that's and get all, it. Bro. That's all you, bro. Come and get it. I could use the room, you know. So, but going back to this particular car. So here's my take. Thanks on this. for the four tab hood, by the way, Adam Powell. Yeah. Uh, well, Adam Pound, you might want to get a little bit of a more shot because that's coming through this mic, so he can hear you on that. How, does the audio sound good, guys that are out there listening, if you guys can hear the audio? Uh, Nick LaFrance says, Adam Powell does not deserve a shout-out. <laughs> so, Adam Powell deserves multiple shout-outs. <laughs> Adam Powell, I hear, has cornered the market on some of those about Let's time Let's say Adam inks. Powell one more time. <laughs> Adam Powell. <laughs> so, man, he's, he's, he's super stoked right now. He's getting shout-outs on the on. Not to mention the number one VW podcast certified by a podcast association that had sent me some email that almost seemed like they were soliciting something. And they said, you have the number one VW podcast in that category. They sent me a list of the other stuff that's in the category, uh, the other VW related podcasts. And I was number one. I was mm. I made the top five. And the list. I think there's four of them. The list, there was three. <laughs> <laughs> but I was number one. And uh, so I'll let you guys know that. So the number one, number one podcast. What's up, Frankie? Uh, number one VW podcast that's out there. You're so, listening to it right now. Right now. That's right. Living it. Enjoy. You guys get to live it. So um, now my take on on the car. And I'm I got an interview. Did you already up. do it? I had no. Oh my goodness, <laughs> bro. Relax. You t- you've hogged up all the mic time, George. Jeez Louise. So <clears throat> my take on this car is. Um, it's a 66 Beetle. It's a. It's probably a really nice example of a 66 Beetle. Now, for that money, in my opinion, it would have to have a majority of NOS parts, not stuff from Wolfsburg yeah, West. Stuff from Wolfsburg West. It would have to be NOS. Um, it would have to be... It would have to be... Uh, that would be a game changer on the car. If he said I know. That, 95% Matt, of these products are, are NOS. And right. it's like, oh, wow. Okay, I get it. Then it's like a new car. But hold on. Hold on. Reproduction is not so the same. So I'm, I'm going through my list. Can I go through my list, George? I'm going to do my list. Let's just wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Wrap it up, B. Come on. <laughs> Bro, stop fronting. Uh, listen, my take have, is valuable, It's a right? 66. We caught that three times already. Now go. Silence. It's a 66. <laughs> It's got reproduction BRMs. I don't care if they're early versions or not. But when you're asking top coin like that for a dollar, yeah. just this is my two cents. Nothing taking nothing away from the car. I think price on that car, because it's a 66, even if it were a 67, it wouldn't be that unless the car were like an original survivor. All the stuff that's on it, you could buy and build that car. Would it be as clean? You could buy and it build could, it for $65,000. Yeah, you could buy and build the same car for, in my opinion, less. If you found a super clean 66, you could build it for less. Like if you found something super straight that needed to be squirted and pulled apart, like the 67 we found. Which but you is know what that number is? Quite fair. It's the number that Frenchie wants in order to get rid of it. If you want to own that Correct. car, Correct. that's what you have to pay him to no, own No, 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 100%. So just like but you now, said about your but hold car, on. same I'm thing. not finished. I'm not finished. And oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. So my my like a, the only kind of things that I take a little bit issue with, like I would hope that it'd be, have an original GTV wheel. Is it? No, it's not. And I would hope that it would have original BR. Like if it had original GTV wheel, yeah, those are game. And changers. original uh, original uh, 
BRM. BRM. And then the motor were like a Berg motor, like the one that I have, like receipt verified it's, Berg it's motor. It's almost like you're pre-selling your red bug. No, I'm just, <laughs> wait a second. My red bug has, a, no, but I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying this car is way cleaner than my red bug. It way is. cleaner. Yeah. Because my red bug is a, it's a street it's car. It's a lipstick resto. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, exterior stuff's done, nothing underneath. It's them. an 80s resto without yeah. question. So That beam really jazzed it up in the front, and it ain't jazzed up at all. No. <laughs> Take it easy, bro. Take it easy. So now they had, so a lot of people are chiming on this, and some of the comments were really great that I was going through. And I noticed that Kevin Zagger was on here. Kevin Zagger's been on the podcast, one of the early episodes. And he was on here and there's a lot of people going back and forth and a lot of people getting really upset. And my thing is like, what are you guys getting so twisted for? Like it is what it is. And and a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people just have this tendency that just want to come and rain on your parade. Those are people that make the hobby suck. Those are people that haters going to hate. No, no. But those are the people that ruin the Samba. You know what I mean? Like I used to, like I, w- I was back there looking at my threads from the Samba and it was like a long time ago. And I'm like looking at it thinking like, I came on this forum. I started a thread on my car build and then it got to where like, there's just a bunch of haters giving their two cents. And really th- what I always found out is usually somebody had something to say that wasn't a positive reinforcing remark. I'd click on their icon, go look at their photos and stuff like that. And they usually had hot trash going on. Like usually the people that are super bitter or really angry, they don't really have a lot of, like they don't have, they can't speak from people it. People who are doing well and <coughs> occupy their time well and are doing productive things and good things are not leaving comments on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, anything like that. Well, I'll leave comments, but I, this is a shameless self-plug. Well, so. there's, there's going to leave <clears throat> a comment to promote your podcast going, hey, I talked about this topic <laughs> right here. That's different. That's yeah. being productive. So but when you're when all you're doing is spitting hate and shooting vinegar, yeah. Eh, but the, but no you know, the, you. The, so the so here's the issue. You know, that's, your mother told you always if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's the that so that's the issue with posting stuff out for sale. It's like be ready to get some be be ready to get some feedback on it. And the type three group is such a selective community. That when I posted my car, they it would they put it in that separate thread. If they we have, go into that again. No, I'm out. they just I'm have walking a, out right now. They have swear a, to God, if we start talking about type three, they have a sticky thread where it's like parts or cars too expensive, and so they're they're like bashing it privately. But the reality is, you can ask what you want for your car. Absolutely. Are you going to get it now? Does the now let's talk about the magazine. How much value do you believe the magazine adds to the car to a featured vehicle? Mm-hmm. Zero. Okay. Absolutely zero. What so what make so what makes a car worth the money? Let's say it's a car. Build quality, uh, quality of products used, rarity of products used, how many pieces were custom built for that car, meaning like they're not just off of a shelf and put onto it. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> So for instance, on the quick sand bus I just finished, mm-hmm. those wheels can't be purchased from the store. They most certainly can because they start life. As just regular old 17-inch Impy Fuchs, but we put machine work and time and effort into them right. to make that one-off set. So things like that, in my opinion, add value to something. Um, you know, what 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 do we have in in the interior? What it, all that stuff ta- is taken in consideration if it was real. For instance, those seats in that are not real early middle seat and back seat. They're reproductions we had done by Der Bus House. Um, I believe his name is Greg, but things like that, in my opinion, Greg, you want some business? You yeah. just get a, get you an ad over here. Go would ahead. hurt 
if it was a serious buyer of the vehicle to go, well, those aren't original seats or this, you know, this and that. But everything has to be taken into consideration. And in my opinion, the most important thing is the quality of the build. 100% the quality. <clears throat> so Adam Powell says he disagrees. He he thinks the magazine feature adds value. And then Frank uh, KDF Arbalo says the car is worth it in a magazine when it's preserved to match the magazine. And then uh, Nick LaFrance, who has nothing to say, says, hi, Troy Story and Adam Powell. He's just trying to say, he's trying to be like, hey, I know those guys. Thirsty. I know. Thirsty, bro. Go get a drink. (laughs) So now we're getting, uh, now we're going to get on to. Now, the one good thing about a magazine ad Mm -hmm. or a magazine feature is it'll, it, it will remind people, oh yeah, I remember that car. Right. Some of that effect. But like, if your chop rod was in one issue, it wouldn't be as special as if it as the fact it was the cover of this issue and that. So it was used multiple times because it was a pretty creative build at the time when it was out. Pretty creative and pretty one of a kind. So it got the exposure it did. Um, and obviously there's a history that comes with being featured, but in my opinion, it doesn't create value for the vehicle. Now, but also I do believe... So the magazine feature... <clears throat> I don't want to say it adds value. Having it featured in the magazine is a bonus, but usually in the old, previously the, the being in the magazine is what made it a known vehicle. Mm-hmm. Got that many sets of eyeballs on it. And now that we have, and now that we have um, the internet and we have Instagram and Facebook and all stuff, all your stuff can be blown up all over the place before, you know, before anything. Um, so, the magazine featuring in the magazine, I think I really think it comes down to the vehicle. Like what, what impact did that particular vehicle have on the scene? It was the first one like this. It was oh. this one like that. I think that's, I think that's a I huge think you help thing. on my argument with that. So there's magazines that come out every month. Here's one right here called hot VWs mm. magazines that come out every month. Hot VWs. You can sponsor if you like. <clears throat> and not every one of them is a game changer. There's a lot of cookie cutters that make it into magazines. That's why I say it does not increase value of a vehicle because just because it was featured being someone who's had three cars built and featured in magazines, Mm -hmm. none of them belonging to me building them from other people. Mm -hmm. It's also a matter of, I also know people to where I can go, Hey, I just finished this. You got any interest in shooting it, blah, blah, blah. You know, Hey Bill, can you reach out to so-and-such and and get it done? But but also, I mean, but the cars, so the cars you had was the red double cab. Mm-hmm. The uh, gray, the vert, mm-hmm. and the well, you're including the yeah, you're including the one that's going to be yeah. soon. Soon, to well, be I was also featured in two magazines <clears throat> on the red double cap, so I got a hot VWs and a trends. I'm sorry, a hot VWs and a Volksworld feature added that one car there. Correct. So, but let's if we dissect those cars a little bit, you're looking at the red double cab was quite unique looking. It's oh, it's one that you remember when you see it, the red double one cab. One best use color at, at the classic. It was so. red, red double cab with the Randars. Yeah, or the radars 15-inch JGE radars. Yeah, so it had the JGEs on there. And then... Uh, Super white interior. Right. Then it had the Ultra white... Ultra white. The white uh, interior. Now, Kevin Zegger asks a question. He says, do top awards add value? I'm going to say... I'm, once again, I'm going to go to no. <laughs> unless... 
You're talking like it won first at the Grand National Roadster Show or it run won yeah. the Riddler so Award. So the answer is yes, depending on where the award is from. I yeah, agree. Because I had two I, I had I had stacks of trophies with my square back. It didn't add value to it. All of them first place. I never took second place at one show I took that card to. Yeah. And it's not well, like, oh, it's a first place show winner. I no, want but twelve thousand. That, but for that's, it now. That, that's exactly what we're talking about. It specifically has to do with oh, well, you gotta stop oh, kicking man. my camera, bro. That's all right. It's just, bro. You hate to see it. Uh, and then now Kevin Zegger says he disagrees. He thinks featured cars add a value as it shows popularity. I don't believe it shows popularity. I believe that featured cars, like you can get cars, a car can be featured if it's something unique. Also, if you know people, once you get your car featured, you start knowing the photographers. Stuff, also, just because we know people bit easier. doesn't right. mean they're letting the car in there because, oh, I know <sighs> this guy, so let's get in there. They're usually pretty clean cars. It's not. I'm not bringing somebody no, a pile of turd and going. No, no, hey, no. can we make it in the magazine with this? No, I agree. But the the reality the reality is, when when a car is featured, it. I think for me, the feature always means like, all right, cool. I made it. I got it out there in print. Now it's yeah. documented in history. Like for me, that's the reason that, that I love the features. And also, I'm thinking about a kid that's like me somewhere flipping through the magazine and getting motivated, looking at those pictures of whether it's my car or whatever the car, probably my car. If he's looking at my car and getting motivated, I feel I've done my job to pay back the people that built cars that motivated me to want to build a car. So um, I think some of that, but the reality is I think, I, I think the key factors to big money for a car are if it's a game changer. Cause I know. So, so Kevin's got a dog in this fight, right? Cause Kevin has that split window. The and so now we're talking about the split windows. Kevin, don't get upset. We're just going to tell you. That I'm not familiar with it. I don't know it. It's the baby blue split window that's in the kicker booth at the SEMA show. Now, that car is a very clean car. That car is super clean. Uh, there's a few things on that car that when when Buddy, I met Buddy at the uh, um, at the kicker booth. I said, "Hey, where are you at? Come over here at SEMA show." And then I was really mad at him because there was three or four things on that car that I wanted to do to my car that still hasn't come out yet. So I kind of chewed Buddy's butt a little bit over there. But that particular that particular car was built by Hot Rod Shop. It's the top, top of quality as far as the build goes. But it, but there's, there's kind of a – it's a super nice car. There's no question about that. Do I believe that that money is in that car? A hundred percent. The build quality is there. What's he asking? I don't know. Uh, I, th- I want to say it was uh, – Kevin, were you asking? I think uh, 350 and that three hundred and fifty yeah, 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 thousand. Yeah, three uh, is that right, Kevin? Kevin, chime in real quick and tell me what, what it is because I'm reading the comments as I'm. I can eyeball them from where I'm at to see, but I think three hundred to three fifty, or I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, it, it's a lot of money for the car. But it won. He says it won the Mother's Award at SEMA that year, which is a fairly prestigious award for mothers at SEMA. Um, it's a super nice build. But I think some of the, so so now for me to do some constructive criticism on the car and what makes it valued. Uh, okay, so Kevin's asking 130 for that car, so it's 130 for a split window. All right, we were three, in Neptune. Now no, we're no, back no, in the atmosphere. No, no, no. So I was like, "What no, is going there on?" Was, I, I, I misspoke. There was 350 thousand dollars building it, which I can believe because depending on a how it started and b the the bug has every literally has everything done to it, right? The wheels for me, they're custom built wheels for the car, but they're not my, yeah, he says the guy spent north of 400K. The wheels to me, 
could you get, okay, so you could get that money from a hot rod guy or a big car collector that appreciates the quality of that build and wants the best, the best, most high-end built car that's out there. Um, I think in the VW world, it's going to be a little bit limited. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And um, that's I, a very high number. But that's I, a really, okay. really and I, and I okay. understand that there's a lot of work and everything's no, no, done no, no, to it. No, 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 pretty high. I'll pump the brakes, dude. My boy Ethan Bingle, shout out for my boy Ethan Bingle. He got 120, th- I want to say somewhere north of 100,000 bucks for his split window. And it was slammed on Fuchs, whatever. So there's buyers out there for every car. Now, um, you know, there's always, the, the, no, no, I get it, Kevin. I totally get it. But I just like you, it. It's Kevin, it's almost too cool for school. Like you got to know a lot of stuff that most people aren't picking up. And I think that's, that it's a hard thing to do with a car because he's saying the wheels are a throwback to like a Porsche Rouge inspired wheels. And, and that may be the case, but they lost it on me. And I, and I'd like to think that I'm, you know, the, the wheels just looking at the car didn't get me. But I know your again, guy who likes Porsche. So the, if you didn't and, catch and it. And then again, but it's, it's like an early race car wheel. But for me, I <clears> like, <throat> like. I'm a kid of the eighties. I just, there's a look that I like and I'm going for. And that's also the thing. Like if you're looking to build a car and sell it for top dollar, you got to play to the crowd, bro. You got to get on stage and play the hits. Ain't nobody trying to hear the new album. Nope. So if you're going to build a car, there's the hot button things that you got to, that that you've got to do that. People are going to buy like the stuff that you got to check the box. Yeah. The stuff that, uh, if you're doing like an 80s throwback car, there was the one car, I forget Matt's last name, but he was down there in, uh, Mike Lee, Mike, Mike, I know his name is Mike. I think it's Mike Lee. If I'm not mistaken, he built the car that was at the eighties thing, uh, at Prado. And it was a blue with white. I think where white. it wasn't really an eighties car. He it built a tribute, one eighties, eighties tribute yeah, yeah. car. I loved it. I saw it. I was like, but for me, it. for me, as soon as I saw it, I was like, bro, that car's 13 grand. And I'm thinking, and I thought to myself, first thing I thought, and so here's, here's how it works. I said, I'll buy that car is a 66 buck. I'll buy it for 13 grand. What magazine was it in? And then when I looked and I saw that it was like an 80s tribute, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, like, then I looked and it was like. Uh, uh, was it a lipstick resto or a full resto? No, it was an 80s build. Like, it was a clean, decent paint outside. I don't think it was off the pan. It had a 1776 motor in it. Yeah. And it wasn't like super, but it really, it had the look. You know, what's up, what's up uh, Justin? Big Justin T. Um, but. If you're trying to get top dollar, you've got to build the car for the car that people are looking for. And so there's two ways to go with that, right? So early convertibles, like if you're building those full custom, you might not get the money for them because the big money for those cars, unless you've got a big money buyer, the big money for those cars are the classic vintage guys. So if you're doing a crazy full custom convertible or a head like, like Tony's Heb, Tony and DBK, like that Heb, that's a big money car. It's a big money car no matter what. Now it's been modified in the way in the process that they modified is that at any time if you put back up the stock height and it's so it's basically bone stock slammed big motor, different trans. Change the motor trans and front beam, and you're back to a bone stock car. So that car can be, you know, nothing's been cut on it to where to where it can't be put back. But that car, because of limited production, the scarcity of those vehicles, um, it wouldn't shock me when you hear of Hebs pulling six figures. That doesn't shock me at all. S- split windows? That shock? No, that would shock no. me. Listen, I hear what you're saying. Like uh, Ethan got it. They've been no. Eric sold his for seventy five thousand. This is weird. Six figures. But he sold it for seventy five thousand back in twenty ten. So, 
It depends. I mean, there, there's buyers for everything. When I'm going back to the ad over here, one of my friends, <laughs> some people are just ruthless. Somebody put a picture of a crack pipe. Says, "Excuse me, I think you dropped this." But you know, you know, going back with that car. Good luck to Frenchie if he gets it. That's great. I'm going to have him on the podcast soon. We talked a little bit, and I'd like to get him on just to talk about. I don't want to get too deep into that French, because well, that's kind of French boring. He also has been in the scene forever. He's got a lot of history. With so it that's one thing about that car. Like he's been in the scene for a long time. He built, you know, he had magazine featured cars in the seventies. So he's got an eye for that kind of detail. And if, and, and he was living it back in those days. So he knows if it's something is period correct. Um, and I, you know, so there's some, the, Frenchie building that car does add some value to it. There's a dollar amount it adds to it, and it depends on if he sells a car or not of how much it'll add to it. But um, you know, it's the the tough part is it's uh like if it was a split window, if the shell was a split, yeah. it'd be a done deal. It'd be gone for that and probably more. So Kevin agrees. It's, a, it's an odd year. Ke- it's an odd year to try and get that kind of money out of. Yeah, Kevin. Well, no, a lot of people got more money than you think this year. Trust me. Well, everybody's busy. All these you. shops are busy right you. now. So the other thing I wanted to chat about in respect to selling cars was, <clears throat> so the other night I'm sitting on the couch and I'm all hot and fired up and I somehow got started thinking about Corvairs Ugh. and I thought, don't get, don't be a hater, bro. And so I started thinking about Corvairs and I said, you know what I like to do? Let me see if there's a, I'm just, you know, I sit on the couch and between, if there's a commercial break or in the middle of a TV show, I just start searching, right? Like I get a pop-up on offer up or whatever and i just do my random i have a set of area codes that i search and i have uh, kevin you're right any anything's worth what someone is willing to pay 100 percent. so talk to people at barrett jackson so now this this next section we're talking about is scams right so i happen to look for a corvair uh, corvair corsa right so i'm looking for a corsa for sale and i do a search i'm gonna see if i can find it here um And so I stumble on this website and I'm like, holy cow, like here's a, here's like a kind of survivor, doesn't look too bad. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'll check this thing. Like, wait a second, this thing's cool. And I would looked at it and then it was like 5,500 bucks. It was a runner, it had a good look to it. And I'm like, bro, I'll take that thing. And so, I mean, a little patina, whatever. And uh, so it's like, it's a weird site where like, hey, Chris Addington, the man who built Rodbuster, is chatting out there. What's up, Chris? I hope Betty's doing great, man. Chris Addington, a legend. He's on the chat, guy. So say what's up to Chris. That's the man who built Rodbuster, and he's also uh, on one of the earlier episodes. So as I search for this Corvair for sale, I come across this website, and here's a – it's $5,500. It's a driver Corvair Corsa uh, late model, and – it's got some wheels on it and the plate things blurred out. And then like, I'm just troll, I'm cruising this website and I'm looking, here's a bus for 15,000. Here's it like these. Yeah. <laughs> so something, something's not smelling right, but I'm really hopeful. Right. So I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this is the deal here. So I'm like checking it out and I'm like, huh. And I'm trying to find the website now. Just, I typed in the same thing I searched last time just to see if I could find it. And, uh, I ended up putting like contact the owner and let them know what, uh, you know, what you want. So I typed in, I'm like, Hey, I'm interested in the Corvair, whatever. And, uh, they get, I get an email back. So the email I get back, uh, when I get it, it says, uh, hi, Bill, thanks for your interest in the car. (laughs) 
<laughs> give me two seconds. I want to I want to pull the actual email up because it's the best email to read because it's like if you don't know you're getting if you yeah. don't know you're getting scammed. It's a robot for sure. Oh no, it's not a robot. Like it's a scam. It's a it's a uh, it's a scammer for from way back. So, um, let me see here. So. Anyway, the email I, I can't find it. I had it, I, it's on my phone, but you're you're using my phone for the screen. So I get the email, and uh, the email says. So the, here's how the email goes. It says, "Hey Bill, uh, thanks for your response. Right now, I've had I'm selling the car. My husband passed away, and I'm selling the car. I just had a thyroidectomy, and I'm staying with my relative over here. But you know." My husband always liked these cars. He said, life's too short to drive boring cars. Well, I've already arranged with a shipping company. They've got the car ready to go, and it's $5,500, including shipping. It's already set up, so email me your address and all the details, and I can get it to you, you know, and I can get you the car while I'm recovering, you know, whatever, whatever, right? So there's a little bit of sprinkle of like, hey, I, I just got done with I just got done with sur- I just got done with surgery. So if I'm not getting back to you, you'll be able to justify why I'm not getting back to you. I've already arranged it with a shipper to ship it anywhere you want it with a shipping price included. I'm thinking like it's a scam or the best organized woman on the planet. <laughs> oh no, no. It's a full on scam because I'm sitting there looking at this thing and the next day after I file that thing, I get a thousand spam emails yeah. and I was like I was super bummed out. So uh, cause I didn't get my Corvair. And then I thought, man, what an idiot was I to think, you know, cause I should have known seeing all this, uh, all, all these cars in there for cheap, like this bus, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm just like, I'm like, what an idiot bill. But yeah. So <laughs> Kevin says, uh, Kevin says he lost four grand to a scammer. He says the guys were smooth and the authorities wouldn't lift a finger. So based on this right here, I was just, ta- I was, t- I was telling the, the wife on the drive home. We're coming back today from buying that Corvair and which that even seemed like an, an ad to, to, uh, like too good to be true. And I'm driving back and I said, you know, oh, it's, it wasn't, it's here. <laughs> yeah, it's here. It's here, baby. It's no, here. It was true. Every bit of it. And unfortunately I was kind of <laughs> bummed out because there's no place that I could go. Cause I typed in like report scam emails. Cause I wanted to report it because clearly this is a scam. It's a setup Absolutely. for a scam. And I wanted to get it where I could get somebody and they're obviously profitable for it. Yeah. So they're profitable. I was super annoyed because I, I was just worried about somebody getting, uh, you know, somebody getting jacked over this thing. So oh man, I was looking for that uh, thing because I flagged it, but it might be one of my several different email accounts. So at any rate, but what do you the, spy? <laughs> so here's how you tell those things are scams, right? First, there's the setup, the, the, the response. Hey, Bill, thanks for getting back to me. Personal yeah, information, personal it's information. It's my husband's back car. Back to the car. Personal information, <laughs> personal information, back to the car. Well, it's my it husband's car. It makes it seem car. like the car is the secondary thing they're my contacting hu- you about. They make the personal connection. My husband always said, life's too short to drive boring cars. Oh, is she right? By the way, I just had a thyroidectomy. So I was going to write an email back and I was going to say, hey, you're in luck. I work for a medical company that provides special medication for people that have had thyroidectomies. I can really help you, and I'm looking for a person that we have $10,000 grants to help people with their thyroidectomies. I was going to do this whole long email, and then I thought, I'm too tired. Yeah. But there should be a better way to report that kind of stuff because those things come across uh, quite a bit. And, and getting back to those scam emails, the, the most evil of those scam emails are ones that say, uh, hey, yeah, you know, uh, 
saw you looking at naked girls on your thing. We videotaped <laughs> you from your camera. Nobody here's the scary part. So the so someone sent me that and I I was laughing at like I got that too. Anyway, and I was laughing. No, no, no. So I said, well, someone's going to get a George T. Only fan somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but here's the sad part about those emails. So there was a kid that got an email like that and was terrified and committed suicide. Poor kid just ki- killed himself because uh. he got an email from that. They were going to shame him at the school, supposedly, unless he got a thousand bucks from his parents and sent it to something. And it's just a scam email. So there needs to be my, my soapbox rant is there needs to be someplace better to report those fraudulent emails because, you know, the... the they can get really deep really quick, and unfortunately, some people are getting scammed pretty good. But if you guys want to check out a good video uh, that has to do with that, there's a guy, uh, Roberson, that does the glitter bombs. Yeah. He does a whole thing where they actually start tracking these people down that do these scams, and they're in these uh, sweatshops overseas, and they're making these calls. But they, they, they were able to track some of those people down and get them some glitter balls. So... <laughs> Uh, and it's get some glitter bombs on them. So it was pretty good. Um, let me see here. Let's see if I have any of these flagged. I don't have any of these flagged. And I think that might be on a, on a Google email. But at any rate, um, what else I want to talk about was the show scene. We got to pop them back open. There's there's some show stuff. Josh Honel, Honel who's on here, also said. So he 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 uh, busted something out over here. And he, he put a big little comment here about buying a car. And Josh, hold on, I want to give him some props. He said, I'll never have the money to spend 65000 k on a car. Josh, don't sell yourself short, bro, because I know you can you can achieve anything you want to in life towards $65,000 or $6,500. I believe in you. Anyway, but I applaud the people that do. I believe it pushes the industry in a direction that better serves everyone. There are 20 plus million Beatles, and we still complain about aftermarket parts. We deserve better and maybe more. $65,000 cars will push the industry to a place that would support more shops and a better aftermarket and more cool builds. Well, yes and no. I kind of agree that it it pushes the builds. Would it make more money for the shops? I think part of the issue, as the demographic of the VW enthusiast gets older, it's easier for them to spend more money to shop. Normally, people that are into VWs are because, we're keeping George up here, Normally, it's because people are resourceful and they're they don't have a lot of money to start up with. Is why they usually get into Volkswagens. Do you agree with that statement, George? Yeah. So, in it, there is a large aftermarket because of the popularity of vehicles. I think our aftermarket could do way better, in my opinion, and I hope they start doing better. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Let me see here. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my little picture on the screen there. Oh wait, let me just do this correctly. There you go. Split there you it. go. Me and George, not split. Excellent. Should have so, done that in the beginning. Well, no, hey. it, it was split for the past 20 minutes. Then I zoomed in on you and now I zoomed in on me. And I'm giving all these people all this eye candy. Giving them all at. they want. So, uh, yeah. So, speaking of Chris Addington, giving everybody a little bit of, of insight. So, Chris Addington was the first one of the Bakersfield boys that really, like, he, he set the benchmark for custom stuff. And I interviewed him. We just had George Delfino and uh, Steve Connect, who was the guy that owned. Um, a company over there called Volks Works. He did a lot of the graphics and airbrushing, and he actually painted Chris's car when it was Crystal Blue Persuasion. So he was a VW enthusiast back in the day, but he was part of those guys out there. He built a notch that's for sale. Um, there's that the, the removable hardtop notch. So um, he built that car. I had a conversation with him this week, I went, and I normally never do this on the podcast. I normally never do a like a pre-conversation because I want everything to be organic, but I just been trying to, and part of it was I, 
I didn't know a lot about him. So I wanted just to call him up and get a little bit of insight so I know a little bit more about him. And I really learned a lot. It's going to be, a, when we do the podcast, it's going to be a fantastic podcast that I know everybody's going to love. Um, but, you know, that whole Bakersfield, that whole Bakersfield group was really just doing such crazy stuff in the 80s. And I'm trying to think of any other group that that was really pushing the boundaries like that. I mean, you, you started with those guys out there and then it just kept, they just kept pushing one and over and over and over. And uh, I think that's some of my favorite stuff that we've been doing with the podcast is, is the history we're tracking down. I had a uh, shout out to my man, Dave Gruntvig. If you're uh, out there, Dave, uh, he's, he's my guy that sent me some microphones, some headsets and some stuff like that. VW a fan of the podcast and a hardcore VW enthusiast. And uh, he, He's a fan of the podcast, but he's also, so this is my, these are my critics, right? I got him and I got George and, uh, George pass me that Someone remote. has pa- to keep you in Pass me that remote right there. Oh, you don't think so, it's hot in here? Turn, yeah, I'm turning the air conditioning. You don't pass feel like a, a pig roasting in a fire? So, uh, he calls me up and we said, uh, he had asked me, he said, Hey, give me a call. I want to talk to you about some of the audio on there. Cause what he does for work is he sets up audio at a lot of the uh all live events and stuff like that so i think we talked about him before on the podcast so anyway we he and i talked earlier today or earlier this week and so we kind of had a he heard the podcast too then huh (laughs) yeah yeah the podcast where everybody gets to hear like my cup with the ice and all that nonsense yeah i'm don't worry i'm working on it guys i'm working on but look a dude is thirsty it was hot in here just turn the air on but uh with with my conversation with him we started we started getting really in depth about I would. I think there's enough content out there that you could make one unbelievable documentary with the sound bites, the people we've interviewed, the benchmarks in the scene, and there's plenty more to go without question. But I think there's so much content out there that he had given me a good idea as to how to possibly start working on that. Because I thought to myself, with the technology they have today, like you watch some of these documentaries and they're mostly pictures and stuff like that, and they're able yeah. to split the background from the front and really make it come to life. And I think with the audio that we have. The, the most valuable thing is the stories from the guys themselves that like live the scene. And so I may be looking to uh, start working on some of that with somebody uh, to start making a documentary just on the worst is when aspects. you watch those ones and they keep showing the same picture like every 15 minutes. So they pretty much have a loop of pictures they're doing in. Yeah. Well, there are some really bad ones out there. If you think about it, and, and I don't, I, and I think I just posted on Instagram. I don't think I posted on the blog sheet, but if you look at with George Delfino, he and I are doing this long podcast and then he sends me pictures of when they push the square back out in the backyard and just hack the roof off of it. Yeah. It's like to have a picture of that. You post that on Let's Talk Dub. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Like, you know, to have those pictures and I have so many pictures that people have sent me that document some of the history that I would just love. I think I think you do a whole 30, 40 minute video on just the Bakersfield boys and what was happening in Bakersfield and the cars that were coming out of Bakersfield. And it'd be a, obviously a group of guys, a really well-rounded. Yeah. The same group or the same click that was putting out these cars. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, that's just so much, so much history that you don't really pick up on. You know, there was, there's so many overlaps like, you know, you know, rest in peace, Bruce Myers. We had him on earlier and, his podcast, which then he attributes the the downfall and loss of his business to this other thing. And then I get Gary Emery on who built the first Baja and the guys that worked for Bruce went to go see him at the dealership. And then 
they they tell Gary like, uh, "Hey, you gonna are you gonna build this these kits?" He said, "No, I'm just building this Baja for me." He's like, "Can we make a kit off of it?" Yeah. So those guys that were his main fiberglass layers make a mold off Gary Emery's Baja and then leave and start making Baja kits. And so that you know, it's where Bruce says that that that's the those are the guys that ran me out of business or not ran me out of business, but like that's the car that kind of yeah. changed things for me. So there's the so, there's so much yeah there's so much of this history that I, I would love to see it turn into like documentaries with some with some film footage and some stuff like that because there's well, it's definitely been put out in the universe now so it's going to happen yeah there's definitely some stuff out there going on that but getting back to the shows I think the first show we're going to be hitting is um, the first one coming up now they just changed the date on the Madeira Spring Spring Fling didn't they because the Madeira Spring Fling originally was and don't tell me it's this weekend I'll start crying. But it was originally uh, the 29th of April, I think. And the 29th of April is when I was going to be, I'm going to be out of town. I've got a, a previous event and uh, that's where I was hoping to go check that out. But we'll take a, we'll take a look at when the. Uh, I saw Buggin posting about their next event and uh, yeah. the layout of it and everything. So we know that's happening. Well, so there's the Buggin and then, and then I saw a post somewhere because Josh uh, Honel was asking me, he said that, uh, he said, cause I wanted to do a drive down to Texas for dub splash. Uh-huh. And I think dub splash came out and the date was, uh, May or June, June 12th or something like that. Yeah. So June 20th is the bug in, uh, let's see, they've got, they're calling it now V SoCal VW week. And it goes from the fifth to the 20th, which I think is a little bit June 5th is the Rare Air VW show. Let's see here. Um, the 13th, 19th. So I don't know why where I saw that earlier, but it was like it was the Rare Air VW show. The Dub Splash, I don't know why Dub Splash is not on here. Dub Splash, I think, is going to be uh, June June 13th, maybe. There's a, what what's the no-do? When's that? Uh, no, Alex think is that on came the, by the shop. It was hit me up about that one. Yeah, no, no, no. I think is like in in February, November. It's one of it's toward the end of the year somewhere. But February uh, is the beginning of November. <laughs> well, no, but it's 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 somewhere it's somewhere on that end of the calendar. The calendar just loops for me, bro. I don't know about it's you. It's just a loop. It doesn't start over. It all starts over again. Yeah. So uh, for sure, we're going to be hitting. I'm for sure hitting Bugarama, which is going to be on 29th of. May, Sacramento Bugarama. So I want to give a plug for uh, Steve Hole up there. CB Performance presents the Sacramento Bugarama number 85. So I'm looking forward to going to that event. For sure. Um, that's for sure. I'm without question making it to that event. I'm looking to see what other events we may be able to get to. And the Spring Fling is now going to be May 14th through the 16th. So that's halfway up there. So we may... Uh, I might be open to make it to that event only if they're not doing buses at the pier. And when I ran into um, Don Ramsey, who puts on the event buses, by buses, buses on the pier, mm-hmm. I ran into him and he said, Hey, we're going to do it. It's going to be May 15th. It's going to be the opening of Huntington beach. I'm trying to set up dates right now for a, a trailer spot down by the, uh, down by the beach for like my RV. And um, he said, it's going to be on the 15th right now. I was looking for his number, and I'm going to have to reach out to him and see if I can find out what's going on. But, uh, yeah, Dub Splash is June 12th through 13th. And then Matt Jackson says uh, the VW Harvest is October 17th, which 
Uh, I got to see when our event's going to be this year, the one crazy weekend in Vegas because uh, – Hopefully the first weekend. Yeah, we're pushing for first weekend in October. Um, we just got to finalize some things. Uh, Utah boys just posted up that uh, yeah. the Utah Classic is a go. The Utah – well, let's not September. get too far ahead. Let's not get too far ahead because there's the Utah event that's going to be June 25th, I think it is. And yeah, but they actually just released that this week about uh, the Utah Classic is a go. Okay. I, I believe it's in uh, it's September. September 18th, was it? Well, that's last call. When Do they have it on there? Um, let, me, let me look. Let me look. I'm, I'm doing all the heavy lifting, bro. You got to fill some time, George. Fill some time. But um, I'm not seeing the Utah VW Classic. And then it looks like Bugarama 86 is going to be in September. And let me see. I am not seeing it here. So uh, if we do not if we do not go to if there is no buses on the pier which i really like the event of being on huntington beach pier if there's no buses on the pier uh we'll probably make it to spring fling so right now my whole family set to go down to huntington beach on the 15th because that's what i was told i'll confirm that this next week with uh, our boy uh don ramsey and confirm if that's actually going to happen uh with things changing a little bit in southern california I know their big opening date is like June 15th or something like that. So that's when they're eliminating their mask mandate and people can stop being mask holes and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's about it, George. What? Uh, well, I tell you, I cannot wait for the mask thing to be over. Yeah. The, it mask, is the mask thing is getting old. So I'm uh, I'm, a, I'm looking forward to this this event. Uh, let's see. No Doe Bud show is usually in February. See? Stacy. Stacy knows what's up. Stacy knows what's up. He said, uh, I was right. Uh, and October 16th, dubs by the dam. Lucas Hand says it's dubs by the dam. So, uh, and what is this, Lucas Hand? Luke, that's the event he did last year, the one that was like the weekend. Okay. I think it was the weekend after ours, the weekend before ours. Yeah. So I can't remember. It was just, after. It yeah, was after ours. It might have been the weekend after ours, but. Yeah, so we're looking to get our event set up, and uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking this year what I'd like to do in respect to the event, I would like to maybe have it start Thursday night, do Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we may end up doing a car show on Saturday at the top of the top of the deal there because I think it'd be a good spot for it, and yeah. I think I think it'd just be good to cap it off in Saturday, the end of Saturday's the end Still of the show. Still doing the poker run. Still poker run is the main 100%. event, hundred <clears> percent. I think 100%. people like that better than car shows because. We were all meeting back at the park line anyways just to hang. Right. I actually enjoyed it because you got the vibe of like the Crown Plaza, how we all used to hang in a parking mm -hmm. lot kind of deal, mixed in with actually doing events. And considering we put that on during a pandemic and that we went head-to-head -head with Octo, that just happened to be on the same day just by sheer coincidence, I think I think this year we can get a much better turnout. And Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of people will not be so concerned about going and then i think really everybody loves to go to vegas so yeah the poker run is going to be uh the poker is going to be a good thing this year uh and remember man the, the money i get for the poker run the poker run ends up costing me money yeah, because it comes out of pocket on that I, show I, I the it doesn't matter how much money we got i think we had uh 50 people paid 50 bucks and i paid out 2500 bucks or something like that was, you paid out yeah 2500 yeah I, and then plus there was the cost of the actual so putting the event on the yeah, shirts yeah, it, and, it was all no what, what i'm saying is like i paid for the shirts yeah. i did all that stuff and the cool part to the shirts that i like the best the shirts there was a specific shirt that you only got if you entered the poker run which i had someone 
Colin asked me like, Hey, can I get a shirt? And I said, no, the shirts yeah, are only available for either VIP super fans that are uh, like, uh, you know, they'll be available for, for sale at the next <laughs> event we do is what I'm going to say. No, the, the, they'll be available. What shirts are you talking about? Not, not the one crazy <laughs> the special, weekend. Yeah. The they'll one be crazy a separate, weekend. They'll be a separate will be available shirt. the weekend we're doing our next show. They'll be, a, they'll be available. There'll be a separate shirt. There's going to be a poker run only shirt. That's just the old one will be too. <laughs> Why wouldn't you still make a so, hand to him? No, I'm gonna keep these twenty five no, for myself. No, you, I don't have twenty five here. I've got a handful of shirts here, but the the issue is, I believe in the value of having something set to the side that not everybody can have, and you had to be there. Like you can't just roll up with the Kiss concert shirt if you didn't go to the concert, bro. You can't watch me. No. So, at any rate, uh, I think that's where we're at. I think we kind of covered everything we were going over, and uh, appreciate you guys for watching the podcast, hanging out with us for a little bit, and. We'll see if we can't throw up a few more podcasts coming up live stream and uh, doing some of this stuff. So appreciate you guys for being there. Um, I will do some shout outs on the actual podcast that's going to go out, but I do. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I think I did. I write down, I wrote down a couple of uh, shout outs to do for some of these guys because we've been getting some pretty good support. Uh, you guys that bought shirts this week, um, you'll be getting, uh, you'll be getting your shirts mailed out tomorrow. So uh, let's talk dubs. So for the local Las Vegas Volkswagen people, don't forget every month, William over at Rock is doing the the paddock. I believe that's right. Second Mondays of every month. And And it is. It's the third Monday. Okay. Third Monday night. Just happened Monday. Yeah. Which would have been the the third Monday, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, uh, they're doing it at the Red Rock Plaza. And if you guys are in town, you guys probably probably wouldn't hurt to cruise by if you want to go to Red Rock Country Club. Yeah. And it's from it's six to nine. It's it's highfalutin. It's Pinky's high out, uh, but um, it's definitely super cool. To check it out. There's uh, a lot of it's cool. It's pretty parts awesome because the uh, Finley was just happened to be sponsored this last one. And I'm pretty sure they're going to sponsor the next one. So they had free brats and pretzels. I mean, come on, you can't go wrong with that. Right. And like homemade ones, not like a bag of pretzels. Really nice stuff. Red Rock Country Club and all, you know. And I believe they'll be doing it again next month. Yeah. Uh, no question, no question. So that that's a good event to come to, and also we're here in Vegas. If you're if you happen to be in Vegas, first Friday of the month, once it gets dark until about nine o'clock at night, at Finley Volkswagen in the Henderson Auto Mall, they clear the front lot. We go out there, we hang out the first Friday of every month. So if any of you guys listen are ever in Vegas and it's the first Friday of the month, come out to Finley Volkswagen. You guarantee guarantee to see some VWs out there, and uh, maybe at least fifteen of them would hold. At least a solid at least fifteen. A solid yeah. 15. Usually there's more when the weather gets good like this. And I'm usually there, so come yeah, chat so, me up. Yeah, just go see George. Um, so T King 530 says, uh, give him a shout out, five stars to give us on the podcast. He says, awesome stuff. I've had a dilapidated 69 Fastback for almost 10 years now. It's the first car I ever bought and have never driven it. Lugged it around three states, stored it in at least three storage units, but now it's garage at home. Time, money, knowledge, and ratio hasn't worked out in my favor over the years, although the tides are slowly turning. Listening to the show and the amazing stories and tech info has seriously motivated me to get to work. Keep up the good work. Man, we appreciate you, T. King, and he gave us five-star review. Also, uh, Ralph Tolley says, awesome. This podcast is awesome. It's super informative and just plain fun to listen to. Anyone into VWs needs to listen. I really enjoy it. Thanks, Bill. We need you. Well, Ralph, we appreciate you giving us a five-star review. If you guys want to give us, we guys always get a shout out when you give a five-star review. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, until next week, guys, later. Guess who's back? 
VW Trends Magazine, that's who, bringing back the fun in magazines. A true cross-culture of the VW hobby. VW Trends was always willing to step outside and bring you the latest trend in the VW scene. And you could be a part of this historic relaunch. How, you ask? Well, go to VWTrendsMagazine.com and there are several different ways that you can help relaunch this magazine. That's right. This is a grassroots effort put on by the VW community itself, relaunching one of those fun magazines that was bringing the culture to the market. They've got subscription packages all the way from $1.99 in the Founders Club, all the way to donate five bucks just to do your part to help get this back on the scene. This magazine for the people's car is for the people and it's by the people. So now you guys can be a part of history and contribute to help get this magazine relaunched. First issue's coming out shortly, so stand by to get more details on that. But for now, go to vwtrendsmagazine.com and support the relaunch of VW Trends Magazine. Are you looking to get some disc brakes on your bus on the down low? How about a narrowed beam? What about converting your bus to IRS? Well, let me tell you what. The boys over at Type E Motorsports got your number. They've got a disc brake kit that allows you to go buy off-the-shelf factory available parts at any local auto parts place and adapt disc brakes and wide five to the front of your bus. For only 500 bucks, you can pick up that kit that takes your 63 to 67 bus and converts it to discs in the front with ready to go off the shelf parts that you purchase at your local auto parts place. How about a narrowed beam? A US made narrowed four inch link pin beam, 215 bucks. Or to do IRS, 950 bucks for a complete easy bolt-in IRS kit. He also does full bus beams end-to-end, rotor-to-rotor for three grand turnkey. So if you guys want to get some of your stuff decked out on your bus or your bug, go check out Type E Motorsports. Now, Brian's been on the podcast before, so you can check him out in episode number 105. Check him out at type-emotorsports.com. They've got a lot of suspension parts available, all U.S. made and ready to go. So hit him up at typemotorsports.com. <laughs> 